Off the ball. Paul could have been chucked out the island squad numerous times. Jack supported him. He was incredibly sensitive to anything. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. That is the whispering voice in the background of one Alan Quinlan. Quinny, good morning to you. Dulce morning, lads. How are you? How Dulce are you Quinny tones there. We're having our pre-interview uh, um, chat, production <laughs> chat. How's life? We're scrambling for rugby. Um, ah, we're not. A lot of egg chasing, hasn't there? Well, we, we there was a lot of um, trying to get your mother to come on the show this morning, but just um, looking at the video here and Quinny's. She's not returning. She's going to kill She's me. She's a white. Yeah, she's the wisdom in the family went all in her direction. She was walking up the street in Tipperary Town the other day and people were shouting across the street, um, go home, Mary Quinlan, <laughs> go home. <laughs> You're gone, gone for the last week. But um, Ash, were a bit of harmless fun, really. I just was surprised that she was gone back into Thoman Park on Monday night. Yeah. And I thought it was a laugh. She's I couldn't believe it. the tweet went, went so crazy. Yeah. And obviously a lot of people got involved. And look bit of harmless humour yeah. I don't normally do that now to be honest but I just thought um, <laughs> she's a great character really and it was, it was just a little bit of fun it and a great Munster supporter as well for a long long time I admire her she never stopped when I stopped um, Roger's a big fan when he was on the yeah, other day he was very fan. close well all, all our parents in fairness Roger's mum was a lovely mum as all the other parents are you know Sheila Connell is a great character um, you know Dunica's mum Mary uh, so many others and they love it and they've got we often ask about um, you know, people often ask about our kind of time with Munster and how special it was special for our parents as well they had a great bond they had great fun Frankie Sheehan used to always say um, you know, about his own parents Catherine and Frank that um, they had the time of their lives really do you know what I mean my dad who passed away a few years ago um, he never really went anywhere in his life he grew up on a farm very young um, I think he was working full time at home on, on the farm where we grew up um, didn't get a chance to travel it was hard work all his life and uh, suddenly you know he got the opportunity to go to diff- to France and different rugby matches and, and loved it and they all had great fun so that's a really important part it's the same with the current Monster group their parents have kind of started that bond and journey and uh, Leinster parents Connacht parents Ulster parents and they you know they start to meet up and get to know the other um provincial parents if you like the rivalries and they go to Irish matches together so that's a really important part of sport as well and sometimes we forget it the people who make the sacrifices and and, my mum was a great character and she's always supported not just me but my brothers and sisters as well going to sport she often works and and had to go to two matches in the evenings or Mm -hmm. three matches she was dropping you know my brothers to other games GA games and trying to get home and get dinners made and all that. So, look, that's that's really important. And, you know, Rog, obviously, it was lovely to see his mum after the final as well because Joan hadn't been that well. Um, so, you know, sometimes we forget that, but they've had a wonderful time as well. At that group, they're still obviously in regular contact? or Regular contact, yeah. My mum organised a trip recently to, to Ballacastine in uh, Limerick Junction, the hotel there and they had a big get together the parents stayed a night and had a sing song drank a few bottles of wine and um, that's lovely for them because they can they've become great friends so and it it happens it evolves in sport and as I said the current group of players 
um, with Ireland and um, you know with the different provinces that's nice that they can get to meet each other as well Can your mum enjoy watching Munster more now than when you were playing like was it, were there probably, nerves when you were probably, playing I, I, Probably because maybe she was obviously most parents would be nervous mm. about how well their their child plays or whether in my case getting into trouble and uh, giving away penalties or, or whatever and um, you know, Nigel Owens put up a tweet obviously and you know what she talked to every referee <laughs> And um, it was nice because um, uh, that's that was kind of funny that you have your mum talking to the referee and saying, "Don't take any nonsense." <laughs> Were you ever like, "Oh, man, we just yeah, don't <laughs> take any nonsense from my son." You, it was usually after the game, obviously, but um, it was it's it's nice to see that, and it's a different side of the game. It's a little bit lighter, obviously, and uh, but you know, last weekend, a lot of these people, Adrian and. I don't want to be going on about Munster again. I have comments flying in saying people are sick of talking about Munster all week. But there was people there, and I said it on Monday show that I've seen them at the very start. Mm. Um, they've they've had a lot of misfortune and kind of misery around the team, and the, you know, lack of success. But they've stuck in. They've still supported, and that's um, that's lovely to see them getting rewarded. It was an opportunity, really, that kind of came out of. Mm. No, where when six weeks ago that that wasn't really on the card. So lovely for them, and I I, I kind of sat back afterwards and even Saturday night just looking at people, and it just gave them such a lift. A lot of the older people, so it was lovely to see that, and uh, it's a good story. Who's your mother's favourite rugby pundit? Alan Quinlan. I don't know to be honest. Um, she's a big fan of Rogers. All right, Is they she? always had a great connection. So um, anytime he's ever, she she ne- she doesn't say a bad word about anyone. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, yeah. like it's like that. She would, she wouldn't criticize anyone. Um, Does she follow your work? A little bit, I think. Yeah, she obviously listens to me when I'm doing the commentary and matches and stuff. But um, would she be on to you about that? Like, would she? Not at all. No, yeah. no. She, listen, if I would do the worst commentary ever, she'd tell me you were, you were great. great. Exactly. Yeah. Would you've got told typical, off? Typical typical Irish mum, you, mom, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you had any disciplinary issues during a match when you were playing, would you have got told off at home? Not really. Literally. No. They'd, they'd have been saying, Jesus, you should have doubled down on that. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so we haven't had you in since the squad was named, obviously. And um, I was sort of mindful of the fact that, obviously, you tend to, with an extended squad like that, it'll be reduced down further again. But we tend to look at the players, obviously, that weren't uh, included in it. And I know that chatting to you before, we were chatting on, only a couple of weeks back about who would be the contenders for the URC Player of the Year. And you had singled out John Klein as somebody who would uh, fit in that regard. Obviously, himself, Hodnett, Frisch, and, um, and a few more um, miss out. It spoke to me the reality that this game was picked on March the 18th after the England game probably um, I think certainly, those players would certainly have um, been in the minds of, of Andy Farrell and the other Irish coaches and they, they would take note about what's happened um, I think obviously there's a system there and there's a structure and there's calls and there's the way Ireland play and it is different so it's a short period of time for people to get up to speed if they haven't been in the squad regularly. Um, so I think that probably came against newer guys like, well, John Klein hasn't been there in a couple of years, Anton Frisch. Shane Daly has been in and out of the squads in recent times and um, the last couple of years. But I think, look, it's a short period of time. To be fair to the people who've been picked, they've all delivered. They've all consistently been high performers and... Um, I was very disappointed for Jordan Larmer um, because 
I just think he's a wonderful player. He's come he on so much in the last special. 12 months again, hasn't he's he? He's had a horrendous time with injuries and he's a special player that you just can't really analyse. Is he going to step off his left, his right? Um, I know, you know, he hasn't had a consistent run even when he's come back and... Um, and Jimmy O'Brien he is going to push Jimmy O'Brien has been so consistent, so a wonderful player. Um, but you can't have everyone in there. Robert Balakoon was someone um, I've always kind of... I love people that are a little bit different, and the difference with him is the gas, the pace. Um, so there's players that are disappointed. I was trying to look through the squad and say, well, is it 42 or 43? Two. There's nine going to be dropping out of here you know and you're yeah. kind of clipping one or two in each position maybe you know have what you, I mean have you clipped, when have you, you go back tro- back row centres out halves scrum halves that's four props five hookers six uh, se- second row seven about eight kind of it's broken down into eight little blocks so have an idea you're talking you're about one possibly two. well it's not, not, not really look if you go to back three um, if we go through every name you know Mac Hansen is definite Hugo Keane and James Lowe Jimmy O'Brien um, so if you look at the other four that have been picked there you've Keith Earls um, Jacob Stockdale Calvin Nash the other three sorry so does which, it, which one of those is most like of those three is most likely to make it Keith Earls has given himself a great chance probably coming back and reminded people um, very, done it. very well trusted yeah. um, great experience obviously um, a, a position like Keith now would be very important for him uh, for, uh, for, for him very important that he he has a really good pre-season in these camps and looks sharp mm-hmm. if he can be cutting it up in training looking really in great condition then he goes you know then with the coaches when he's someone who they trust they know what he can do if they see that sharpness, then he has a bigger advantage, obviously, over Calvin Nash and Jake, Jacob Stockdale. Jacob Stockdale was a starter when you think back under the Joe Schmidt era, the Grand Slam success in 18, mm. the try scoring he was doing. But other parts of his game um, needed to develop. Mm. They've probably gotten better defensively in the kick chase and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but we haven't seen him being as prolific with Ulster or, you know, since then. So. It's the same for every one of them. Any you you want to like? I think Calvin Nash is someone who will probably bounce into that training squad and go feel better about himself, feel confident, um, given the consistency in the last few weeks and the way he's finished the season. So it's very difficult, and it's a long way out. Um, centers, you know, they're not going to bring uh, they're not going to bring five centers. So you think Aki Henshaw and Ringeras are? most likely going to go I think the interesting thing with Jack Crowley now from a fly half position is they may look at him as a twelve, as a possibility at 12 a right. reality of, of being at 12 an option at 12 um, if you because you've got Ross Bourne Jack Crowley Kieran Frawley and Johnny Sexton Kieran Frawley can do that job as well for sure as always, when he's writing in the examiner, we've something to put to you. And he's had an interesting, uh, Ronald Lagarde, interesting uh, point to make on the number 10 pecking order in his article this morning. Uh, and I'll read here directly from it. He says, he has moved ahead of Ross Byrne, Jack Crowley, has moved ahead of Ross Byrne in the pecking order. Sport doesn't wait for anyone. Because of what Crowley did against Wexford <coughs> Viva, because of how he played in the final, in an away setting in Cape Town, his development has been accelerated. We're no longer in a 50-50 conversation on the backup to Sexton, 
Crowley is ahead in that pecking order now. If you look back to six, seven weeks ago when Munster played the Stormers in South Africa and the Sharks in South Africa, Jack Crowley didn't perform well in both those games. Ben Healy came on in both of them and made a difference. He would have been disappointed. He's still very young, um, <coughs> learning the ropes, uh, but undoubted talent now being fulfilled. Mm. He's, a, he's a fantastic player. He's a great personality about him. There's a little bit of niggle about him. He came off in that Stormers game and I think he was kicking water bottle. He was frustrated with himself that he made some mistakes. You handle the ball 60, 70, 80 times in a game as a fly half or whatever. I don't know the exact number, but you're over 50, 60 times. There's going to be a couple of errors in there, either kicks from all all players, even at the very top level. Um, obviously, when you have a, a load of experience and gone through, you know, big matches and big moments in your career and you get to a stage where you become mature the mistakes are the composure word is there around the fly half a lot more so they need to learn on the run really so it wasn't long ago we were talking about Ross Byrne being you know after coming on against France team looking really comfortable loads of consistency around his performance the big kick in November against Australia so it's kind of fluctuating a little bit and it's, that's what we want, but I, I, I think they're they're different, um, and I think Crowley's ceiling is 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 probably can be higher because he's a real running out half as well. You saw the break that he made in in that final against the Stormers. Yankees just gets him close to the line. It was the one where Evan Roos got yellow carded. Um, and Roger knows more than me about out halves, yeah. but I think look, it's it's um, he doesn't have the experience. If you're making the case for Ross Byrne, he uh, has a little bit been there and a little bit done it in an Ireland. Correct, mm-hmm. and probably more, more most recently looks more composed. But the finish of the season from Jack Crowley and lots of big performances during the season. I, I picked out Stormers and and Sharks, and I think if you had Jack on, he'd probably say I'm dis- I was disappointed there. Um, but he's a brilliant player and he's 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 unbelievably grounded and he has a little edge to him, a real kind of and he's a real running fly half as well. The kick to the corner there for the Dermot Barron try, he got everything out of that and <coughs> it was a nervy kind of one. Oh God is it gonna go dead. So um like, his game has really grown, t- I think. To ask another way, if you're naming the twenty three tomorrow for a World Cup game, uh <laughs> What, are, who's in it? Are both in the minute? You're going to get me lynched uh, <laughs> by the Leinster Brigade, really. Um, well, obviously, if Johnny Sexton is fit and it's a World Cup yeah. selection against uh, Scotland or South Africa, <clears throat> he's your starting fly half because he's been brilliant and we hope he has a good pre-season and recovers and gets that that um, fitness level back that, 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 that will be needed. Um, in the 22 shirt is... Given the end of the season, Jack Crowley probably. Um, but that can change very quickly. They'll have little mini matches and stuff and a lot of it will will be down to how they're performing and training. They'll get opportunities in the in the warm up games. So it could fluctuate and change very quickly again. If Ross Byrne, you know, has a big moment like Crowley, well he's still ahead. So we want to see that pressure from both of them. And I think even what happened in, in November with Jack Crowley starting against Australia, that 
that kind of inspired Ross Byrne to, uh, you know, to kick on and, and lift his game as well. So we can't forget what Ross Byrne did against Racing and um, Gloucester and all these games. Okay, some of them, the Gloucester game, um, particularly the one at home, there was a second string. But he was brilliant in Europe for Leinster as well. So can't forget that. But you know, it's it's an interesting one, and it's one that uh, that we want. We want that. Depth. We'd love if to, you know the two when we were splitting hairs oh, between and going forward. And, and like, look at the, maybe a scenario where like one, they're fighting out to be the starting ten for the yeah. World and Kieran like, Frawley hasn't really got that run. He's kind of maybe the utility kind of one that can play in a number of positions, which he can. So uh, I don't know how he feels. Am I an out half? Do I want to nail my colours to the mast there, or still do this utility role? And dare I say it, um, you know. Everybody would love to see Joey Carberry kind of... His opportunities around this World Cup are probably gone unless something drastic happens there and he's called in, he trains with him and does well. But um, he's still quite a young man and um, hopefully he can find a little bit of a sparkle going forward and get back on track and probably see and understand what he has to do to... You know, to reignite his career again because it's been sad to see, see on a him. human level he must be going through the ringer. You've seen this guy who's, you know, starting in France last year and playing with Ireland and being right on, you know, being in New Zealand, all that kind of stuff. And suddenly, you know, he's he's doing the water messages from Munster. It's it's hard to see if you're talking about the other positions again. Most of them are nailed on. You know what I mean? I'm not sure how many props will they bring five, um, or will they bring the six? It's probably going to be five. They'll reduce the hookers. There's four hookers there. I think they'll bring two hookers. To get in another hooker and call someone up is is easy logistically mm-hmm. with a flight to France. So um, will they bring two scrum halves or three? Probably two, I think. Um, again, it's easy to call someone in at short notice. Mm-hmm. If there was an injury in training, even on Thursday, you can have someone there mm-hmm. Thursday night. Um, uh it's interesting to see it'll be interesting to see will they add any players or will they just limit this to 42 guys training mm-hmm. and there's no extras kind of coming in you know the way they have always have, would have had a six nation squad yeah. and then there's six or seven guys in the training camp with them um, so that'd be interesting to see um, if there was one or two positions but um, it's a big one for Ian Henderson as well, I think. I looked at his name. He, he, this is just names that kind of jumped out when you write down the squad. Um, he's really important. Yeah. Um, that he, you know, he has a good run with this these pre-season camps as well and gets back on track. Disappointing end to the season for, for Ulster, obviously. Um, his season has been blighted by, by injury. Undoubted quality. Um and Joe McCarthy, <coughs> it's a big one for him. Mm-hmm. I think he's a brilliant player, deserves to be in there and offers a different sort of physicality and brute force. Um, and he's only going to get better. He's very young. The back rows then, people were kind of raising their eyebrows about just one seven in there. Yeah. Which is... Well, that's the case for Hodnett, is it? It's the case for Hodnett or Scott Penny. Scott Penny was brilliant during the season as well. So um, Nick Who, Timothy would be disappointed. That, who's ahead between I don't them? know because... Um, Probably Scott Penny because he's probably been in there more and trained with him, so he understands the systems. And when you think the system, it's about where the shape of players and attack, where they're running. Um, you know, are they staying on the edges? Is it a one? You know, three three, 
one scenario with the, the, the props, second rows in the midfield, holding back rows in the wings and all that, on, on phase play and all that kind of stuff. So Ireland have a system there that's a bit that's different mm. and they probably don't have the time now to start upskilling people as regards learn your role. Um, Work with what you have. Which, which seems like it's not rocket science, it's rugby, that yeah. they should be able to like, go into a squad fairly new, learn the role, but it's running at the repetitive and the big... Plus, from what we've seen in Ireland the last <coughs> while, has been the accuracy around their passing and um, stuff like that. So, um, no real surprises there. I think the uncapped players, Jamie Osborne coming in there, he's you know a very very good player as well. So, I don't think we're going to see any surprises as regards at this stage. The bulk of the squad, squad is yeah. what is what it is. Nobody's going to come out of the outside that group and yeah. probably end up starting. What emphasis do you have to place on experience then, Quinny? You look at those uncapped players, Nash, Osborne, Frawley and Tom Stewart. Like, Does that make decision-making easier, like the likes of, say, Earls versus Nash, if you were to put it between those two? Well, do you pick the more experienced player because he's played at World Cups? In, in the history of what I've seen, you, you won't see too many tweaks or changes from nearly all of us could probably go close to picking that squad. Mm. But the really important part here is, and I, I believe Andy Farrell will be the same, and I've seen it before in, in the squads I've been in, if you, it's not just on the rugby field, so... Yeah. I probably got in an 07 squad uh, based on my fitness levels. I came back from a very serious knee injury uh, the year before. I had re- it was, I, 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 I struggled with my fitness. I had a cruciate done. I ended up going to New Zealand at the end of the season. But then the following season, my, my kind of fitness levels went to a different level, if you like. For me personally, I kind of made a lot of sacrifice about diet alcohol consumption all that stuff that was non-existent really and I really had a an unbelievable run fitness wise and I remember doing fitness sessions in Poland um, pre that World Cup and I was killing it mm. um, I was 33 at the time um, and I was just my scores were, were unbelievable and it was taken into account that here's a guy who was yeah. you know, probably um you think the career's over and that the leadership at an age. as well though. So uh, that's my point that I have in my head. I think someone like Keith having a brilliant pre-season and when they're doing the fitness scores, which mm. will come into account and uh, the the all that stuff, that's where you can win a few a few meters for yourself in in the coaches' minds. Where obviously they look at a player and they say, "This guy is in unbelievable shape." So you know, for Calvin Nash and, and um, they can win a little bit. If they obviously look after themselves, and I, I, you know, the older you get as a player, you realise your pre-season, <clears throat> the holiday situation, is great. You have your three or four weeks off. Uh. You head off to the sun. Some people with their partners, others if they're if they're if they're not, not in relationships, they go away with their lad, the, the lads, the younger ones, and it's how you look after yourself. And historically, at the very start carnage for two weeks back when we started going away like that but the older you get it's how you look after yourself in the off season and you come back and you kind of it's easier to to get to a a high level of fitness then so it's about looking after yourself and Keith will know that he's all I think the last couple of years he's his um, training regime has changed and uh, I think they call him Paul McGrath in, 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 uh, in Munster that's, he picks his training days but he looks after himself it doesn't mean that you won't get injured so for any players in there if they you know someone like Kean Prendergast in the back row like does, does he go well the inevitable is going to happen here 
it's great to be in the initial squad, but mm. you know the Jack Conans, Caelan uh, Doris, Peter O'Mahony, Josh van der Fleer, they're in, and the same as Gavin Coombs, brilliant finish to the season. Do they kind of go well buy into the narrative that they're not going to be selected because they have to find something different, a little bit of aggression, uh, take control of the situation when they're training, and also turn up in great shape. Yeah. You know, if I was talking to any of these guys, I'd say. Enjoy your holidays rest-wise and mentally and all that, but keep in shape. Um, this is a big opportunity here come uh, September and, you know, you exactly, can, you you can win know. a coach a coach over by, by doing something on the fitness tests or, or it's not going to be the determining factor, but all these guys are going to have to really come back in great shape. Not... Yeah. not not start and end up in great shape. Yeah. Come back, hit the, hit the ground running. Hit the ground yeah. running, really. Um, we'd love to see Keith Earls. That's I think uh, would be the feel good story of the year if he could get in there. Um, you're, I saw her tweet last night. You're losing your Red Seventy Eight partner in crime. Yeah, Neve is obviously because of her job and stuff. She's compromised a little bit now, um, timing wise, all that stuff. So yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be looking for uh, for someone. Um, it's been great. It's been really enjoyable. We've had loads of fan engagement this year. And obviously, you know, the end has has been super. The start of the season where it's a bit doom and gloom and they're part of a, a kind of a, a journey, really. And, yeah. and there's there's a bit of optimism with the new coaches come in. So the end was brilliant. Neve was wonderful. She was great and great insight. So She's class. She's uh, so full of energy. I yeah. met her on, on the street after the Ireland-England game of the Men's Six Nations and obviously everybody was buzzing or whatever and did a great enthusiasm obviously for what was to come. Uh, we weren't to know at that point but in terms of the Women's Six Nations and that but she's yeah, she just got tough, she had a tough period. Tough, as, tough time as, but like she's got a great natural enthusiasm. I can see how she brings players along with her and she's very personable and I'm sure has uh, as, as evidenced in the Red 78 got she's a good very enthused about the changes that are happening in the women's game, it's been well documented, the the shortcomings, if you like, um, and people still talking a lot about that, and it's a terrible, it was a tough Six Nations, you had a lot of young players, but I believe her, she's really enthused about change, and, and how they can get better, and how you know things are changing in the game, so it was hard for her as a coach, I just... Can't, couldn't bear to think what it's like. You're you're tough. getting those tough games, but yeah. she's um, plenty of enthusiasm, and she was she was great throughout the last two seasons. Uh, Quirky nineteen eighty says, uh, "Wouldn't that make a brilliant book or documentary? Stories from the parents of a team like that uh, monster, the away trips." Must have some stories, which is a mm. fantastic idea. Um, thanks a million. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. 